You've been listening to Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio. Oh, Mike, have you been drinking tonight? You're on the switchboard. One bleeds red and one bleeds blue. Two friends, one heated rivalry. It's intense. It's no holds barred. It's game time. On Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio with your host Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Scott and Mike and their versatility bring new light to many topics in and out of the world of fantasy sports. Guests can reach the show by calling 347-324-5404. Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. Let's hope they're still friends afterwards. Here they are, Scott and Mike. Mike, I didn't know your your skills uh, also carried over to the booth. Now you're in the booth and and running the switchboard. What's up, my brother? I don't know, man. Uh, You know, it sounded like it was uh, that quick of a show, just like uh, what Kentucky does to a lot of their opponents in basketball. How's it going, Scott? I, I saw the new rankings are out. The, the 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 Kentucky one team is number one. The Kentucky two team is number two. That's what I that's what I'm hearing now. But uh, hey, this is the Red okay. vs Blue show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another special edition of Red vs Blue Friday Night Football. Wherever you may be, thanks for making us part of your night. I'm Scott Atkins, team legacy in the world of high stakes fantasy football. As always, joined by the big blue co-host from Brandenburg, Kentucky, Michael Trent and Mikey. Yeah, you're uh, you're having fun with your your uh, Wildcats and I am going to my first ever game in South Bend tomorrow for my Louisville yeah. Cardinals. What do you think about that, my man? Well, I tell you what, you know, I think uh I think you might have a good time. Uh you know, I kind of posted it uh on your page, but uh it looks like it, it, you could have a good time if the defense uh steps up the way they have been all year. Uh, and I still think uh, Bobby Petrino has a couple of wrinkles in that offense. Uh, you know, let's face it, Notre Dame is reeling, so uh, th- this would be a good chance for uh, Lowell to uh, stamp themselves for a January 1 bowl game. Three four seven three two four five four zero four is the number of this show brought to you by our good friends at ScoutFantasy.com. There is a special promo code for all of you listeners at home. If you want to take advantage, you can't afford not to. Uh, buy one month, get two free with a special promo code REDBLUE3. So go to ScoutFantasy.com, click the seven-day free trial button, and you'll get two months free for the price of one. So three months in total. My, uh, Randy, that's one plus two. That'd be three. Randall 420 in the booth today. What's up, Randall? Going to the game tomorrow with me. Uh, Mike, this is a Sweet. special year for Aaron Rodgers, apparently. Two 50-point games in a row. Uh, it seems like, you know, it goes down to that word that we that he said early on in the year. The yeah. word is uh, relax. And and now relax. it looks like he's just determined and a little pissed off, to be honest with you, to go ahead and just show the league that he's the best quarterback in the league. It seems like he's on a mission this year. Yes, and, you know, it's very hard to uh, back up what you say. Uh, so many high-profile athletes, uh, you know, they won't say a lot, but when they do say something, you might want to listen. And when Aaron Rodgers said what he said uh, back about uh, six, eight weeks ago, uh, he was he was right on. Just basically relax, you know. And, uh, you know, that goes back to uh, what Bill Belichick said with uh, New England when Kansas City just basically just – be slapped them around all night. And, you know, Bill Belichick, oh, we're on to Cincinnati. We're on to Cincinnati. Well, guess what? Since then, we see what happens. So I, I think we got. I think we got Aaron Rodgers, who has uh, really, really uh, got himself ahead of the curve, and uh, New England. So, is this a collision course for the Super Bowl? I kind of like how, uh, not to change the subject, Mikey, but when you brought up the we're on to Cincinnati, I kind of like how Ryan Mallett did that this week. You know, after yeah. he looked good after the game in the presser, he's like, we're on to Cincinnati. You know, I thought that was pretty good, and I like the spunk from that kid. By the way, this show tonight we have two special guests, Michael Dallin, Pentaveret, uh, from the number two team overall, the number two highest scoring team in the Rotable, 850 teams in the Rotable this year. 
950, and he's the number two team scoring overall 11 and 0. Michael Dowlin joins us tonight at about 915. We'll, we'll talk about his team and his experience in the Roto Bowl Sweet. so far in his quest for the $50,000 grand prize and the uh, what? What do we have? 2,400 in league prizes this year. Unbelievable. And then Mike, uh, we have a special guest, the one, the only Tommy G. Tom Good Tom Gelati. Uh, we've been waiting for him. You asked for him. You got him. We didn't hire some chump. We hired the best in the industry to cover the daily fantasy sports world. And, Mike, this is this is a guy that you've never met before, but he plays literally, you know, 40 to 50 dimes every single week in uh, in, in daily fantasy sports. And, and we said, look, we need people to teach and educate. And Tommy's been doing a great job of that, and we look forward to him being on Red vs. Blue tonight. I know you're going to have some questions for him. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, the daily games, you know, that's a hot commodity. And uh, Tommy would be uh, – he's a guy, obviously, that you uh, that you want to talk to. You want to bend his ear a little bit. So uh, that would be a lot of fun. Uh, all right, gang. So, yeah, Michael Dallin will be joining us about 9.15. Tommy Gelati, Tommy G, DFS on Twitter. He'll be coming in at about 9.35. So it should be a good show. But let's jump right into the action. That's what you guys are here for. Latavius Murray – uh, had a huge night, goes out with a concussion, but he looked fantastic, Mike. And just just so you know, uh, for those of you listening at home, we were very bullish at Scout Fantasy and FF Toolbox this week on Latavius Murray, the fourth highest ranking out of 100-plus websites across the Internet on Latavius Murray. I mean, look, he looked good. It sounded like he was going to get the carries, and we said it doesn't matter really. Uh, this is his opportunity to shine, and he should do it at home. But, Mike, what are you doing with Latavius? He's got a tough schedule coming up in Dynasty are you selling high right now on Latavius? Because you could get, literally, you couldn't get anything for him, basically, uh, you know, a bag of chips. And now you could really get a nice score for Latavius if you wanted to try to sell him. I mean, you could, you could get somebody uh, like, a, like a Shane Vereen or somebody like that, or, or, or maybe even a, um, you know, even better, like a, uh, I don't know, a Reuben Randall. I'm sure you could get. You know, you could probably get better than that. You could probably, there, there's lots of guys out there, maybe a Dwayne Allen or a Kobe Flea. You could get something for Latavius. But the question is, was that a, aberration or was that something that's going to be here to stay are we going to see more latavius murray no i I think that was here to stay. i'll be honest with you scott uh you know i i got this i got him in uh one of my uh draft masters league actually it was the uh come get some and uh you know i i liked him from the word go even though he was on a bad team i'm thinking you know something might happen um i wouldn't sell him i wouldn't get rid of him at all Uh, of course that's my nature uh but you know the, the simple fact is he's shown what he can do, and he's going to have that opportunity to do it again. So uh, I wouldn't get rid of him at all if I'm a uh, dynasty player, not at all. I thought it was very interesting that none of the top teams in the Fantasy Football World Championship had Latavius Murray other than uh, a team, Yak Farmers, David Strand, who moved up uh, six spots last night on a 23-point performance from Latavius Murray. But really, last night was a dead game for the top fantasy teams. Most of the top fantasy teams in the country, if you look at the standings, they didn't have anybody from Kansas City or Oakland, no. and that's why they're up at the top, right? right? Uh, but right. there was a team it, it, There was a team that was uh, Yak Farmers, David Strand. He, he got the 23 points from Latavius. And then down here at the 19th spot overall, Jeffrey Hillings, Jeff and Joe Hillings, they're 11-0. and they're one of three undefeated teams in the Fantasy Football World Championship. They had Latavius and Jamal Charles for 45 Whoa. points last night, moved up 11 spots from 30th to 19. And, again, they're one of the three undefeated teams. It's very hard to go undefeated. There's two weeks to go, and I'm not. I, it would be very difficult. We've seen it once before where a team went 13-0, and but we might see it. There's three That's teams tough. right now, Chad Schroeder, Tommy Yates, and Jeffrey Hillings. Those are the three undefeated teams. Uh, but last night was not a game that was really moving the needle for the big for the big players this this year. No, it really wasn't, Scott. You know, I'm, I'm, I was looking at uh, some other leagues that I'm in, and I'm going, wow. You know, is is there any interest in this game at all? Uh, Travis Travis Kelsey and uh, Jamal Charles, and 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 you know, and that was pretty much it. <laughs> So, uh, you know, it, it was pretty much a hard game to gauge. But, uh, you know, if you had the uh, the right guys in the right situation, then uh, you scored a lot of points, just like what you talked about. You know what, Mike? You know what I think tonight is, before we get to the rest of the games? You know what I, you know what I think tonight is? What? I think it's time to play the Secret Word Show, America's Funnest. Yeah, yo. 
do it. Mike, go ahead. Sit the phone down. That means I can go get a beer, right? Go ahead. All right. right. Well, Mike, sit this phone down. Select a word. Mikey, every and uh, the America, the listeners at home. Every time we say this, if Mikey says the secret word, you take a shot or a drink at home. Okay, do it, do it. They said they you couldn't hear me with the music on. Couldn't hear me with the music on. Hope, hope you heard it. Uh, uh, Mike, you're gonna have to sit the phone down again. They say we couldn't hear me, so I'm gonna go ahead. Sit the phone down. Okay. Five seconds, Mike. Go ahead, sit the phone down. No problem. Okay, the secret word, gang, is favorite. Favorite. Whenever Mike says that word, you take a drink at home. Okay, come on back, Mike. Come on back. Hurry up. Ding, 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 ding. Okay. You back, Mike? Thank you. The uh, by the way, everybody in the crew, the chat room, some of the best minds Hello. in the world of high stakes fantasy football. Thank you for being here. Always can count on you to uh, help us with the audio issues. I know you've sent Mike cell phones before to help him out. Everybody's everybody's a, a friend of the program. Man. Versus Blue. Thanks got, for everyone for putting. Thanks for everyone for putting up for my insanity, Scott. Scott's sane. I mean, he 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 he's sane, but this guy's not. But go ahead. By the way, we also have a Scout Fantasy Ticket Challenge running on DraftKings. If you want the link to that, I'll be yeah, just go to the website at scoutfantasy.com. It's ten dollars to enter. We're giving away twenty five hundred dollars in tickets, and you're likely playing against non daily fantasy players. You're likely playing against college fantasy or college fans of Ole Miss and Mississippi State. There's $2,500 of tickets on the line. You can use the tickets for any college game or pro game you want. $2,500 worth of tickets. You can use them in the Scout Ticket Store at scoutfantasy.com and scout.com. So uh, right. I would definitely jump in and get you a lineup in DraftKings this week in the Scout Fantasy Ticket Challenge. Limited to 250 entries. It's going to pay out over 100%. There's going to be a huge overlay on this game. So feel free to jump in and uh, take advantage of a Sweet, sweet ticket package deal. You can use these tickets to any bowl game, the Super Bowl if you want, uh, uh, the Rose Bowl, the Sugar Bowl, or any NFL game, anything you literally want. Um, ticket Monster has tons of tickets on there, so we look forward to you participating against us in the Scout Fantasy Ticket Challenge at DraftKings. First game on the slate, Mike, Cincinnati at Houston. we got Giovanni Bernard uh, coming back. Jeremy Hill has looked good in his absence. Andy Dalton looked fantastic uh, last week. And I'm just curious what you're going to do with this Ryan Mallett uh, coming back and playing against Cincinnati. It, Ryan Mallett looks pretty good. He looks like he could serve as an emergency backup to your team if your quarterback is out this week. If you had Ben Roethlisberger, maybe you're starting this week. But I could, I, I've got a couple of teams that, and, and a couple of daily lineups that I'm going to use Ryan Mallett this week. I would not touch Ryan Mallett. The only reason I say that is uh, Cincinnati is one of my two best plays of the week. Uh, they are so good on the road in the last three years uh, against the spread, and that's what they're getting. I really like Cincinnati in this matchup. Uh, I, they just continue to step up on the road. Uh, their yeah. DBs continue to step up. So uh, I would not touch Ryan Mallett. Ryan Mallett in this game, uh, you know, I would like to. I would like to, you know, have Andre Johnson and things like that, yeah. but uh, I'm not going to do it. He's 5,400 salary at DraftKings, and uh, you're right about Cincinnati looking pretty good uh, against the uh, the other team's offense. Number fourth against wide receiver ones, number nine against wide receiver twos, and there is a little bit of a deficiency, number 23 against the tight end. And we finally, there was a Garrett Graham sighting finally. You know, this was a guy that I was kind of decent uh, as, a, as a tight end too preseason, and he just hasn't done it. And now Ryan Mallett at least finds him, and he found him in the end zone. Uh, so that was, that was nice to see. So maybe there's an opportunity to use Graham in a pinch. I know Garrett Graham is pretty I cheap would, on DraftKings, 3300 bucks. Yeah, that that's pretty cheap, Scott, and that, that might be a pretty good uh, pretty good angle to have. Uh, I think I would look elsewhere, though. 
Also, the last stat that I'll mention is the Houston defense. Randy, they're they're pretty damn bad, right? Uh, We we talked about this pre-show. Against wide receivers, Houston, listen to these stats. Against the wide receiver ones, they're 25th. Wide receiver twos, 24th. Wide receiver threes, 31st. So you talk about doing a little stack, right? You could you could stack some Bengals this week. You could do a you could do an AJ Green Sanu stack or something like that, and, and just and just pray yeah. that Dalton, you know, gets the job done. But Dalton's cheap, sixty three hundred bucks. I don't know, might might be worth a uh, worth a look. What is worth a look is our Roto Bowl leader, Michael Dowlin, Pentaveret. And Mike, I gotta admit. I had no idea what Pentaveret was. Maybe I'm just not with the times. So I, I asked my buddy Randy about it, and he said, what do you mean, Pentaveret? Of course, what? Pentaveret. He, he said it. Movie is uh, – That's why I married an axe murderer. Why we married – Why I, so, I married. so I married an axe murderer, and we looked at the clip, and I laughed so hard. I want to watch that movie tonight, my man. What's going on? Michael Dowling. Hi, Scott. Hi, Mike. Thanks, hey, what's going on, Michael? Congrats, man. Keep it going. <laughs> yeah, I hope it continues. Michael Dallin is uh, number two overall in the Roto Bowl. If you don't know what Roto Bowl is, it's the 10th annual Roto Bowl. It's our mid-stakes game, $279 to play, $50,000 grand prize, over 2000 in league prizes. After 13 weeks, we award the best record and the most points, each with $200. Then you go and battle it on in the championship round, weeks 14 through 16, the top four teams advance. And then you're looking to hold on, Mike. You're looking to hold on and uh, in a points race, for uh, some big cash, and at the top of the leaderboard, it's got to feel good, not only to be at the top of the leaderboard, but to be undefeated. You have yet to taste defeat. That's pretty crazy. It is crazy. Um, I certainly wasn't expecting that, and um, there were some close calls. <laughs> um, the the week that we had our best week, um, 231 points, our opponent wow. had 200, 200, so... I mean, any other week, and we would have lost. <laughs> and I yeah. say we. There, sorry, there, there's actually one other guy that oh. um, is help. It's helping. Um, so you got, is, you, you uh, have a co-manager, and that, that that makes for interesting decisions on Sundays, right? You 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 guys are are you guys arguing a lot? Are you agreeing? It's, it must be going pretty well. Uh, it is. Um, we both made some mistakes. Um, but it helps to have um, the counterbalance. Um, plus, he lives in Colorado, so he has some uh, some inside information on Denver. And I live in Houston, um, so that, uh, it's not an accident that Alfred Blue <laughs> was drafted. Yeah, nobody no nobody probably knows that at home. Uh, Michael Dallin's our guest, but. You actually drafted Alfred Blue, right? And so that that's pretty that's pretty crazy. Now that he he didn't see a lot of draft boards in August, and and I'm also looking at this Week Eight matchup where you scored 231 freaking points. That's absolutely insane. Your opponent scored wow. 200. Now that's just dirty. That's just wrong, Mike. You could not sleep at night letting a guy. Your opponent score 200 and you beat him with 231. How do you how do you live with yourself, man? That's just wrong. <laughs> We uh, we were in Vegas at the time, so we enjoyed that. <laughs> oh, oh, nice. in Vegas scoring 230 points. That's that's incredible. Let me that's let me for right. everybody at home, everybody at home. Let me run down his draft board just so you know uh, what type of team. What what does the undefeated number two team overall look like? I'm gonna I'm gonna run it through. Uh, he started off with the sixth pick in the draft, and he took Matt Forte. Right? He's had a fantastic yes, year. Uh, he came. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Yeah, uh, we couldn't believe he fell to six, and of course we had to take him. Oh yeah. So Forte um, was a gift wrap for you at six. Peyton Manning there at two seven. When a lot of people were taking wide receivers in the second and coming back for their quarterback later, why did you decide on Peyton Manning in the second? <laughs> Actually, we argued about that because um, I wanted Antonio Brown at that pick. Um, uh, we had him at the t- uh, of the available receivers. We had him ranked uh, at the top of the board, and um, we do our own projections. Um, yeah, these are and- some math guys here. Got, got some <laughs> math guys, Randy. You know, some people are tiers guys, some people are rankings guys, some people are gut, other people are number crunchers. 
Sounds like Michael Dallin, uh, number two overall, some number crunches here. The third round, you took Marshawn Lynch, and there are, I'll tell you, this is just a sin, an absolute travesty. When I see Marshawn Lynch slip into the third, I don't remember what was going on at the time, but he's the 13th running back off the board. I mean, that's... They don't like right. the dog. Yeah, we, um, we, that was a unanimous decision at the, in the third round. Yeah. Yep, and then he fired away, just so everybody knows at home, then he fired away on his wideouts because this is the FFWSD, the 11-man starting lineup. You have to have the wide receivers if you want to win. He fired off with Emmanuel Sanders, T.Y. Hilton, Reggie Wayne, Jeremy Macklin. Four wideouts. Yeah. Mike, if you were trotting out Sanders, Hilton, and Macklin every single week, oh, by the way, Steve Smith in the 10th round, not not a bad little start there. Hmm. Yes, um, we were quite high on Emmanuel Sanders. Um, we had him as our as the 16th wide receiver. We we actually thought we were in trouble because we didn't get a receiver um, in the first three rounds. Um, but we felt that Sanders could be a top 10, uh, even though we had him at at 16. So um, we had to take him, and then um, we like to. We were so happy we could double up on. Colts receivers uh, back to back. Um, we felt they were going to put a lot of points on the board, and just m- wanted to make sure we got a piece of that, and, and we got two. So, Mike, uh, you know, I, I'm kind of listening to your roster and trying to uh, understand it. Uh, so, basically, your running backs, you basically were able to get away with uh, a couple of high-profile running backs and. What else did you have at running back? Yeah, after the – we made a mistake. Um, I noticed you skipped it on the draft. Um, we took Ray Rice, um, and he was going to be our third guy that we thought was going to be okay. And obviously we didn't predict the <laughs> suspension. But um, And then um, we felt like one of the backup running backs we had was going to – was going to be able to start for us and be productive towards the end of the year. Okay. uh, Go ahead. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. Go ahead. No, no, you're good, Mike. Um, So we, um, that's why we took, um, yeah, we, we actually like Christine um, Michael. Yeah. Um, more than we did Turbin, that was kind of a mistake. Although that might might flip around uh, because we 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 later dropped um, Michael and then picked up Turbin. Yeah, you're not the, you're not the only one that's uh, that had some had some expectations for Christine Michael only to to see Man, him crash and burn. Michael <laughs> Dallin, Pentaveret, yep. number two overall team in the Roto Bowl. He's 11 and 0 and he's just uh, rolling through it right now. You also had free agent pickups. Martavis Bryant, Larry Donnell. So those two guys have definitely added to an, a big splash for your team lately. Uh, tell everybody at home, uh, look, your, your, your team is rolling right now. Obviously, it, it feels good. You've got a co-manager. You guys are working together, and you've just got to play it by ear. We don't want to jinx you anything, so we're not going to talk too much and harp on this team uh, but but tell tell everybody at home. I mean, is this is this something that you've been working towards? I mean, is this is this is this something you feel like you've been uh, going towards? What, where was your start in fantasy football, and why decide to throw up three hundred bucks nearly in a fantasy league like Rotable? Right. Uh, so I, um, the, my friend and I that did the projections went to college together, and we started our own league in nineteen ninety five. Um, and have been playing ever since. And then um, we felt like uh, – so we've been in the same league against each other for 14 years. Um, and my friend has won it three times, and I've only won it once. But we felt like the model was good enough to try for some of the bigger stakes. Um, and we read about Rotable in ESPN magazine. Um, and felt like uh, we wanted to try it. We had never done PPR or the blind b- bidding. Um, so this first, uh, this is our fifth year of Rotable. Um, but those first couple of years, 
it took us a while to <laughs> and we're still not great at the at the blind bidding but um took a while to adjust to that and i feel like we're finally clicking on uh, some of our uh, strategies yeah well i should say that uh, and then the 11 man lineup so you've been around the whole time uh, everybody talked about, Mike, if you remember, Rotobowl was the pioneer of the 11-man lineup. And the Fantasy Football World Championship, we listened to the players that played in Rotobowl, and they said, you know, we love this format. We think it really separates the men from the boys. They were the originators of the dual flex back, you know, 10 years ago. And so we said, man, we, we thought we were going to, you know, when we uh, partnered with Rotobowl, we thought we were going to, you know, uh, change the Rotobowl to the FFWC format, the World Championship format. And then when we realized, we said, wait a minute, we should be changing the World Championship to the Rotobowl format to match it up because it really separates the men from the boys, Mike. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, sorry. No, I got, I got, I go got ahead, two Mike. mics. <laughs> yeah. Allen, go, yeah. ahead, go, go ahead, Mike. Go ahead. I mean, I totally agree with what you're saying, Scott, because it, uh, it it definitely does. I mean, you know, it, just that added uh, position uh, makes a big difference. Uh, Mike, what do you think? I agree. I love the the format. Um, it makes it especially tough during those big bye weeks because you you have to be deep at at you know at least three of those positions. Um, and we love it. We think the competition is at a lot higher level. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, AD the average. Play, do you want to play around on the rotor ball? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's awesome. And <laughs> well, um, uh, you know, Mike, I, I was in a uh, I was in a position uh, about three years ago in rotor ball, and uh, that's where I really got my feet wet. Uh, and it is fun. I mean, it, it, it's a lot of fun, and uh, you're you're seeing things that uh, you know. Yeah, yeah, you can you can grasp, and once you win this, what you will win this. Once you win this, I mean, you know, you can move on to bigger and better things, and you know, Trent, that's what Trent, that's what I'm rooting for you. Trent's propping you. Thank Trent's you. propping you up there, man. Trent, Trent's propping you up. This has <laughs> got to be your best finish, right? I mean, what's your what's your highest finish in rotable? I mean, this this is pretty, this has got to be a pretty good pretty good way to start. Uh, yes, it is. I think that it, um, we haven't even um, the highest we came was second in our league twice. Um, yeah. and I don't think we finished in the top 75. It's tough. Well, that's done. Tough. That's done. But, yeah, this year he's kind of broke the mold on that one. Okay, everybody wants to hear your predictions, Mike. If you're, if you're this good in season long, let's talk about week 12. Let give the, give the listeners at home in America a running back you would normally start, but you're sitting this week. Well, um, so I tried to find some that, that uh, you know, Michael Berry and all those guys haven't covered in their love hate. Um, uh, yeah, I'm generally they, they, not haven't, a big they fan. haven't won ten cents. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm not a fan of. I, I know people are big on Crowell and Forsett yeah. this week. Yeah. Um, but the committees scare me a little bit. Um. So I'm, if I had other options, I probably wouldn't start them. Um, and then uh, on the other side, um, I really like, um, even though I don't have them, uh, Stephen Jackson versus Cleveland. Um, uh, and Stephen Jackson versus Cleveland? What about those yeah. that have I'm sorry, Mike. Mike, uh, Mike Trent, uh, Crowell, or, or Michael Dallin. You said Crowell. He had 66% of the snaps in the last game. Uh, Terrence West only 13% of the snaps. With Ben Tate now gone, you would think that would kind of go more to clo- closely more to like a 70-30, maybe even a 60-40. They said they would ride the hot hand. I mean, for all we know, it could be it could be the Terrence West show this week. It wouldn't necessarily so. surprise me. Uh, Atlanta 30th against the RB1s. So it's definitely an opportunity for one of the Cleveland backs. I know you said you weren't as high on him. You did say you were high on Steven Jackson. So it seems like Jackson, look, 50% of the snaps always to Steven Jackson. The rest of the backs rotate. The other 50%, Anton Smith's out. I've heard a, a few rumors about Devontae Freeman. 
but what do you think about that, Michael Trent? Uh, who, who do you do? You, do you like Stephen Jackson this week against Cleveland? Uh, I like Stephen Jackson, but I also love uh, Devontae Freeman. Uh, they're slowly but surely uh, weeding him in, uh, making sure he gets Man. his carries, making sure he uh, he's he catches the pass out of the backfield. I mean, that's a, that's a big key for uh, Matt Ryan in that offense is to make sure yeah. that they have a guy that comes out of the backfield. And I think Devontae yeah. Freeman is that guy. Well, Freeman got 13 offensive snaps last week. I don't know if he's if they're really committing to him. Jacquez Rogers had 21 snaps, a little bit more. I have heard rumors about Freeman, but I, I just haven't seen it yet, and so I'm not really ready to commit for, for that. Uh, let, let's take a look at Cleveland's uh, run defense, 25th overall against the RB1, so it's definitely a good matchup for Atlanta. You know, this is a must-win game for both teams. They're, they are both in a, mu- it is. a really big game for them. Uh, in in the yeah. season long divisional race type of uh, of deal here, and then the big story for the Cleveland Atlanta game is Josh Gordon. Here he is. So Mike, I want to ask you uh, first. First, Michael Dallin, your projection for Josh Gordon this week. I'm going to go seven catches, under or over, and I get and and, and the under gets the tie. Under or over? Um, I would actually take the under for this first game. Yeah. Okay, Mike Trent. What about you? I say three for uh, sixty yards. Wow! I say he gets three catches. Uh, one might be a good one for about uh, thirty-five, and the other two are short little slants, something like that. Okay. You know, I, I feel totally the opposite. I feel like they're going to just unleash the beast on this mm-hmm. guy. He's been waiting and dying to be out here. And the last time, last year when this happened, what'd they do? They gave him like 11 or 12 catches on his first game back. So it would not surprise me to see Josh Gordon uh, come out with a vengeance. Okay. And Scott, to be honest with you, that, that does make sense. I mean, we're talking about Atlanta, which can be uh, – you know, they can give it up, and, and the over-and-under is 47. So, I mean, I can see what you're saying, but uh, I, first game out, I just don't see it. And Atlanta's actually the weakest against the wide receiver, too. They're 31st yeah. in the league against the wide yeah. receiver, too. So maybe it is still an Andrew Hawkins kind of day, as Randy as Randy astutely pointed out. Okay, uh, Josh Gordon, by the way, his salary is 6,300 bones on DraftKings. I, I, that's going to be very hard to pass up. I mean, his own percentage. We'll have to ask Tommy G when he gets on here in a few minutes. We'll have to ask him what he would, uh, if, how highly owned Josh Gordon will be. Uh, Michael Dallin, right. a wide receiver that you would normally sit, that you would start this week. Okay. Well, um, I haven't seen this on a lot of lists, but um, and I, I'm not sure. Maybe people are starting him, but um, uh, I I like Reggie Wayne this week. Um, He's been averaging 10 targets over the last four. Uh, he's he's not a, a sexy pick like T.Y. Hilton, um, but he's, you know, I think he's going to get uh, 14 to 15 points. Mike, what do you think about that uh, that call for Reggie Wayne uh, against the you know, Jacksonville I, secondary, which has actually been pretty respectable because their run defense is so bad? You know, and it's one of the highest uh, over and unders on, on the week. It's 50 and a half. Uh, but the one thing about it is Indy has no running game whatsoever. Uh, are they going to use uh, T.Y. Hilton too much or enough? I don't know. Uh, Reggie Wayne, uh, you know, I think Reggie Wayne might get over 14 points. I mean, I, I could see him getting 20, but, you know, I think that's a ceiling because I think Indy blows his team out. Michael Dallin joins us from Roto Bowl. I'm also joined by Michael Trent, the Big Blue co-host from Brandenburg, Kentucky. Randall 420 in the booth. And this Jacksonville-Indianapolis game is very interesting. I don't think I've, we've ever fielded more questions about a player this year than we have Cecil Shorts. We have Cecil Shorts ranked so low this week at Scout Fantasy and FF Toolbox. Everybody's wondering why. And so Fantasy Pros Ooh. emailed us. They said, hey, we want to write up on this. What's going on? Why are you, why are you so low on him? Some people feel like it's a garbage time second half game for for Jacksonville, and it very well make it could be because Andrew Luck is so good that he this game could get out of the way pretty quickly. But I'll tell you what, I was at yep. that game, Indianapolis, New England. They took the heart out of the Colts that game, so it is up to Andrew Luck to restore some order and some balance in them. Otherwise, this season's going to go downhill really fast while Houston is really charging. Uh, here's the deal. Vontae Davis is, is one of the best corners in the league. We, we know that. Vontae Davis is really good, having an excellent year. 
and he's going to be matched up on shorts. Uh, Denard Robinson is a, a key factor for Jacksonville right now. And you also have Alan Hearns, who is, who's been playing pretty decent ball. Alan Robinson is gone. So those targets and, and receptions do have to go somewhere. I think they're going to go to Marquise Lee. I really do. I think it's time for Marquise huh. Lee. He's been one of the quiet rookies that we haven't heard from. There's still a couple more rookies that we still have to hear something from. We've got to hear from Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams from Green Bay. We've got to hear from uh, Marquise Lee. And we have to hear a little bit more from Dante Moncrief. There's, this is the best wide receiver class we've ever seen. And I, and I literally think that hands down, I believe that. Since I've been playing fantasy, it's the best class we've ever seen. Uh, but we are low on shorts. It'll be interesting to see what they do. The Colts' secondary is atrocious. And across the middle against tight ends, 32nd overall. So it might be a little bit of a Mercedes Lewis sighting since he is back in action. Uh, but I think it is going to be a lot of Denard. And I think you're, they're even going to pound away a little bit with uh, some of the big boy, Toby Gerhardt. I think we're going to see him uh, more than we'd probably like to because I want to vomit every time I see that dude. But uh, good call on Reggie <laughs> yeah. Wayne, Michael Dallin. Good call. Okay, one, last call for you, Michael Dallin. A, a wide receiver that you would normally start that you think we should sit this week. Well, I'll tell you the one that we're most conflicted about is uh, Steve Smith. Um, he had his two best games against NFC South opponents, and they're indoors at New Orleans Monday. But um, his last three games have not been very good. So, no. um, so we're that's one we're not sure about. And if you have other options, I might, I might sit Steve. Michael Dowling, yeah, Pentaveret, the number two team overall in Rotable, tells you, you know what? Take a second look and maybe consider benching Steve Smith. Mike, thank you for being on the show, brother. We really appreciate it. Uh, good luck the rest of the way. I hope the Red versus Blue Jinx hasn't won't come up and bite you now that you've been on Red versus Blue. <laughs> but uh, great job and, and keep it rolling, man. All right, thank you guys and uh, happy Thanks, holidays. Mike. All right, uh, happy holidays. Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, happy holidays to you too. All right, Michael Down, great guy. Got his co-manager. They're number two overall in Rotable and 11 and 0. Mike, it's a it's a pretty nice story to follow. He's been playing Rotable for five years, and this is his yeah. this is his shot here. This is his big shot. So very cool guest to bring on. We're gonna bring what? in another guest, and we're gonna get uh, him to break down this Steve Smith situation because I know he was very high on Steve Smith in the preseason, and that's one Tommy G, our daily fantasy expert at Scout Fantasy. What's up, my man? Yeah, what's up, Scotty? How you doing, brother? Making your red versus blue debut, uh, Tommy G, meet Michael Trent. Michael Trent, it's Tommy G. What's up, Tommy G? How you doing? I hear you're the only guy in the industry that drinks as much as I do, so it's a pleasure to talk uh, to you. I don't know. I don't know. I'm still working on it, okay? So we'll get together and we'll make it happen. <laughs> oh, definitely. I'm in. I'm in. Scotty. I'm always in for drinking. He looks like a recycling center. When you when you when you see a draft for Michael Trent, it looks like a recycling center going on over there by the draft board. You yes, know? it does. Blown away, uh, Tommy. We just had Michael Dallin on, one of the top teams from Rotable, and he said, "I asked him for a wide receiver that you should uh, maybe sit this week, uh, one that you normally start." And he brought up the name Steve Smith, and I know you were really high on Smitty uh, in the preseason, but talk about this week against New Orleans and the daily price in general for Steve Smith. Yeah, he's a guy that actually was was me and Dr. Roto, was, uh one of our top sleepers uh, when we were on the show together on Sirius way in the preseason. I think it was, you know, three weeks, four weeks before the season started. And he's a guy that I love. I love his opportunity now being with Flacco and not being with Cam anymore. I don't know necessarily if what we're seeing of late is the real Steve Smith that we're going to be looking for, three for 35. I also don't believe that what we saw at the beginning of the season when he was thrown out deep for 120s was what he's really going to be. I think he's going to end up finishing the year next few weeks, right where he's been, right where we project him, somewhere in the ballpark of six for 60, and you hope he gets in the box. Um, I actually probably like him a little bit more than most people this week in this matchup with New Orleans. I think they're going to have to be airing the ball out. I think they're going to be coming from behind. The emergence of Torrey Smith is obviously one of the big things that's been hurting Steve Smith a little bit. But I don't think he was as good as he was at the beginning, and I don't think he's bad as he's been of late. So at 4800 bucks. The price is still a little too high for me considering what he's done for the last five weeks. I really thought he'd be down in the low fours considering how soft the pricing is. When you can go get wow. Sammy Watkins and guys like that for like 700 bucks more, uh, really not going to find his way on a lot of my lineups, but he'll definitely be on one or two of them. 
Yeah, uh, Tommy, that's interesting. You know, I would have never guessed, uh, other than those last two weeks of touchdowns for Torrey Smith, and, and touchdowns are very, you know, independent. They're, they're not something you can really predict. Uh, right. Torrey Smith, just two games. Now he's priced higher than Steve Smith. I mean, it's, it's a little interesting. New Orleans, 32nd against the wide receiver, too. They're dead last. So I don't know what kind of problems they're having with the corner specifically over there, uh, but they are having a hard time with the uh, wide receiver, too in that game. Justin Forsett, been a nice surprise, and he's going to be on a lot of my lineups. I feel like he's going to be on a lot of my lineups this week because of the matchup. Yeah, he's not uh, He's not finding his way onto mine. Um, I do like the matchup. I, I'm worried about the game flow in this game. That's one of the things that, that's keeping me off him a little bit. I know they're only a three-point favorite with a high over-under. So, something about this, and, and like we always talk about, sometimes people – overuse their gut instincts and sometimes people ignore them too much thinking they're just guts. You know, your gut instincts are normally a combination of subconscious thoughts and data that you've seen that you just can't consciously process. But my gut is telling me that New Orleans makes a statement in this game. So I think he's going to be a little game flow dependent. And if New Orleans does, is able to come out there on national TV and jump out on them and get up 10, nothing, I think they might have to steer away from the run a little bit. But the big thing for him is the price. Um, his price has jumped drastically. He's up at 6,500. So I just started setting some lineups tonight, just kind of playing around with it. I try not to set them too early in the week to avoid yeah. overthinking. But one of the things that I'm seeing is there's so much value out there at running back. I mean, you got Crowell at 3,800, literally like $2,700 less. Rashad Jennings is a guy I absolutely love at 5,100. So you can get Rashad Jennings versus Dallas. He's probably going to be guaranteed 20 carries. In yep at a $1,400 price discount. And you also have guys out there like well, D-Rob, uh, Shoelace, I like him. He's in the fives. So there's some other guys where I, I think I'm going to pay up for quarterback this week. So, And I think I'm going to pay up for tight end too because I'll probably fade the fleener crowd because I think he's going to be like 60% owned. So if I'm doing that, I'm probably going to fade up to Gronk and Graham and guys like that. So I'm going to need some salary relief elsewhere. So I'm trying to find some value at running back. You know, and that and that's a that that's a good point, uh, Gronkowski. That is, I think that's a dangerous situation. Uh, Detroit's a little bit better than uh, a lot of people think. Uh, I'm looking at this game, uh, Tommy, and uh, you know, I'm I know Detroit or uh, New England's a seven point favorite, but man, I just love Detroit's defense, and uh, I think they might be able to keep uh, Gronk out of the end zone. You know, you know what's funny is that seems that you're not alone in that. Everything I've been hearing all week is fade Brady, fade Gronk. I'm actually 100% on the other side of that. Uh, I'm going to have a lot of Brady this week, and I know it's going to be controversial because he'll probably be like 2% on. I, I like to yep. play into the Vegas lines. I like to just assume that they know more than me. And in this game, you're looking at a pretty high over-under considering it's a Detroit game. So you're still looking at a total up above 47. It'll probably be about 48. 48. By Yep. And Jonas Gray is in the doghouse right now. So he, he's been a sleeper both weeks. He was a sleeper last week, and then he overslept this week. So I really see from what I'm reading, and uh, I think it was Adam Levitan that posted something, or Brian Fontaine, one of them, uh, and speaking to the New England beat writers that they're going to be pass heavy this week. New England's a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. When I initially looked at that line, I figured New England would be minus four. So seeing that they're going to supposedly win that game by eight, and we have a 48 total, against a team that literally doesn't give up any yards on the ground against the run. I'm just wondering where Vegas, Vegas thinks these points are coming from. I can't see it right, coming from anywhere right, but right. the air. And if it comes from the air, it's got to be Brady and Gronk. Well, you know, let, let's face it, uh, Vegas is good. I mean, they're, they're on top of these numbers all the time. And, you know, at the end of every Sunday after the games are over, you can look back and go, wow, man, that was good. <laughs> I mean, they did really good. But uh, I they just – uh, they miss a lot too. <laughs> yep, they miss a lot. They miss a lot, and that's where we try to get them. <laughs> yep, but exactly. I, I just, uh, yeah, I, I just don't. Uh, I, I think Gronk's going to have a tough time to, uh, on Sunday. I really do. Yeah, and I think I think you're definitely in the majority on that. So, you know, what I'm doing is I'm playing tournaments. So almost all my games are tournament play. So I try to right. find guys, you know, that are going to be low percentage owned. So I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping I'm right with the forecast, and I'm hoping he's low owned. But this is very high. But I won't put him on all the teams. Obviously, I got a bunch of grand, sure. little spree, sure. little cleaners sprinkled in, and some others. But hopefully, uh, if they do pop off, I think I'll be one of the only ones with that combo. 
Tommy go, Dee's Tom. our guest this week on Red vs. Blue. And uh, look, the, the Boston Stacks have made two millionaires out of DraftKings players so far, so why not a third, right? Uh, but and it made all the uh, and it made all the baseball millionaires too. Almost everyone who won a million dollars in baseball for Fandle and DraftKings had a Red Sox stack. So there's something lucky with Boston. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll be ready Boston, for baseball, yeah. Tommy. Oh boy, <laughs> oh boy. Uh, no baseball talk on Red vs. Blue, Mike. Uh, Julian, <laughs> Edelman, come on now, come on now. Edelman is at six dimes. Brandon LaFell is at fifty-seven hundred. If you had, if push came to shove, which one are you using? And I've got my thoughts, but I, I wanted to ask you first. Um, I wouldn't be pushing or shoving. I'd be hiding under a desk during that fight. I really – I don't like deciding between those two guys. Um, week after week, regardless of what the matchups and the data and the cornerback data says, those are two guys. I had LaFell once where I popped off and finished second on FanDuel um, for the FFFC, and he paid off for me. But I just have a really tough time in deciding between those two guys. And the beauty of daily compared to season long is – and I love season long leagues too, as everyone knows, but – if you have LaFell and Edelman on your season-long team, you're going to have to make that decision or start them in bowl. Beauty of daily is if you've got anything that you're really not 100% sure on, it's best bet just to avoid. Um, gun to my head, tournament, I would take LaFell because I think he has more upside where he can catch a deep ball. And in cash games, I'd go Edelman because I think you're more secure with a higher catch count where he's got a higher floor. So let me get this straight for America at home. Are you telling the daily players that if you're taking Tom Brady, it's a Tom Brady Gronk combo, and that's it? You're probably gonna, you're probably not gonna put any other action in the wide receivers. Yeah, I'm not. Um, I, I might actually pair him with Vereen. I think Vereen's gonna be gonna have a high usage rate this week, uh, given that they're gonna be in a lot of more. Uh, Detroit's gonna shut down the run, so they're gonna need to be in more passing sets. And uh, I think you actually Vereen's one of the few running backs, along with Le'Veon Bell and a couple others, where you can actually pair the running back with the quarterback, because with Vereen, you're reliant on reception. So I look at him more as a wide receiver. So if I do play Brady, I'm going to pair him with Gronk and, and or Vereen. And isn't that just like <laughs> Belichick, too, to let Jonas Gray go oh, nuts exactly. on the Colts and then exactly. to give Jonas Gray like four or five carries next week and then Vereen gets like exactly. eight or nine catches? That, that is classic right. exactly. Belichick. Uh, by the way, exactly LaFell, 88% of the snaps last week. Edelman, only 45% of the snaps. So it's pretty interesting. I like to have my wide receiver – on the field, at least more than eighty percent and thirty-five percent. Yeah, I don't, I don't like that at all. Uh, on the other side of the ball, look, Detroit. Uh, you, you got the Stafford Calvin thing. We don't know what's going on with Golden Tate with Calvin back in the lineup. We haven't really seen him at his best since Calvin's been back. Eric Ebron is there, and he, he look, he caught all four of his targets last week, so that's that's encouraging. But he struggles as a blocker, so I don't think we'll see too much of him, especially with that pressure coming uh, on Detroit. Okay, let's move on. Uh, Green Bay versus Minnesota, Tommy. Uh, how can you not have some exposure to Aaron Rodgers put up 50 points two weeks in a row? I know you got to pay for him, but it's the one guy that you could probably feel safest about out of all of them is that Aaron Rodgers nope. is playing pissed off. Yeah, he's he's and and Doc says it on the serious show. I don't, I don't know if your listeners know. Me and Doctor Roto actually host a show, uh, Scout Fantasy Show, on Sirius Radio, uh, Sirius 210 XM 87 every Sunday. It uh, usually starts around second quarter of the night game. It's from 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. So we were talking about that. He was actually busting my balls a little bit last week, or two weeks ago maybe, because um, I always have Aaron Rodgers. Um, they can make Aaron Rodgers $15,000 on DraftKings, and I'll at least put him on one team, just because he's, he's, just, he's, just a, he's just a beast. He's superhuman. He's so far and away the best quarterback in the NFL. I don't want to hear anyone talk about Peyton. Um Aaron Rodgers is just absolutely amazing. So, got to have him out there. The problem is, dude, that when you start a quarterback, you really need to handcuff him with a wide receiver, especially on a team like that that's reliant on only two of them. Uh, you can get guys like Brady and even Breeze and some of these other top-tier quarterbacks, Luck's a great example, who could spread the ball out to five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten different receivers um, in situations where four or five of those guys can actually have a decent five-for-sixty type game. But Rodgers is going to be all Jordy and Cobb. So if you're paying for Rodgers at 10000 and then you're paying the tag close to eight grand on Cobb and Jordy, really, really eats up a lot of that salary that you have there. So if you want to get those mid-tier guys like Josh Gordon and Beckham and Watkins and Forsett and all those guys, it's going to be tough. You're really going to be forced to drop down the guys like Crowell and Frey. But it's, I'm not going to have as much exposure to him this week as I usually do, to be honest. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, Tommy – 
Tommy, uh, real quick, would you rather have uh, Jordan or uh, Rogers and Jordy, Rogers and Cobb, or would you rather have maybe a uh, Cutler Marshall, Cutler uh, Alshon Jeffrey? Yeah, I mean, this week I'm actually finding that I'm leaning a little bit more towards the Cutler side. Uh, you're saving twenty two hundred dollars. In the uh, in the quarterback position, which is which is a pretty right. sizable amount, you're talking about five percent of your salary cap that you're saving dropping the Cutler. And then when you go down, hold on, let me just check the prices here. When you go down to Alshon Jeffrey and Brandon Marshall, you know you're talking about a little bit of a discount there, where they're in the low sevens instead of the high sevens. So I think you have similar upside. Obviously, Rogers is the safer play, but for a cash game, I don't know if I trust Jay Cutler. But like I said, when you're playing tournaments, I think I think that's the better move to save a little bit of money and then hope they go off. Yeah. The other thing that sucks too is you never know which one's going to go off, Jordy or Cobb. So what I tend to do is when their prices were right. more depressed, I would roster both of them. So I'd be sitting there with Rogers, Jordy, and Cobb. Yeah, yeah. Now they're just way too expensive to do that. <laughs> yeah. I'm hearing a lot of love for Jarrett McKinnon this week because of the matchup and the price. Green Bay against running backs, 27th in the league. Jarrett McKinnon could be had for 4500 He's one of those guys that you could probably pay for if you're overspending at quarterback, uh, but there are other guys out there, and, and, he, and we are waiting for him to get healthy. Uh, what, what do you think about Jarrett McKinnon's chances? People are, people are wondering even in, in season long if they should start this guy this week. I mean, see, see, I think this is another situation where people forget about the, forget about the game flow. Um, I mean, can you see any way that the Vikings are within 14, 15 points in the second quarter? I mean, I don't, I don't see no. any way that Green Bay doesn't just absolutely run out on them. If that's the case, I mean, how much is Minnesota really going to be throwing the ball? Um, McKinnon, although he's been catching passes, he really hasn't been a 7-8 reception guy like you see out of Le'Veon Bell and some of these other backs when they go off. So if you're looking at McKinnon, even if they're able to run a little bit, you know, I'm, I'm forecasting them maybe 12 carries, 13 carries for, you know, 50 yards and then four catches for 40. And the chances of him getting in the end zone being that he's not the goal linebacker is, is tough too. So it's it's just a tough situation over there with McKinnon. I'm, I'm going to have 0% ownership in. You know, it, it really is. And, you know, I don't like McKinnon in that spot, Tommy and uh, Scott. Uh, could this be a uh, spot where he could maybe take uh, Teddy Bridgewater and – just see what happens. Yeah, I mean it's 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 always an option. I mean the the nice thing is you do have Asiata out, so that does help. I think that's the reason why everyone's so in love with him. But I still don't think McKinnon's going to get the goal line carries. So McKinnon, I'm off for that reason. Bridgewater, and he's a guy I was really high on coming out of Louisville too. Haven't watched him a lot. His completion percentage, his head smart. I really thought, and I still do. I still think he's going to be a great NFL quarterback in a couple of years. I don't think he's just he's just not he's just not running as much as I want to see him run. The first game or two, if I'm not mistaken, I walked away from the computer. But I think it was the first game or two he actually had some nice rushing yards. And I was yep. really hoping to be able to roster a guy like Bridgewater. Whenever you have that cheap quarterback that doesn't have a lot of upside as far as throwing for three or four touchdowns, you really want to see him at least, you know, get those like I'm looking at it now, like five carries, thirty yards like he had in the first couple games. Because those yeah. those thirty rushing yards are equal to seventy five passing yards. You know, because it's three points. So even if he throws for right. 210, 220, you get the 30 rushing yards. You know, that brings you up to about a 300-yard passing game. But I think there's some better options down there, um, especially with some of the higher-end quarterbacks, their prices yeah. being depressed. Um, Bridgewater's yeah. sitting at 5,000. Let me just get the list here. And if yeah. you look down around that area, I mean, you have Horton versus the Jets at 5,600, who I'd probably feel a little more comfortable with. Uh, Ryan Mallett's the guy. I won't be playing much, but he's 54. Uh, Mettenberger looks better. But if you go up to that six range, which isn't too much oh, yeah. more money, you're spending an extra 1400 bucks. You got Kaepernick sitting there, staring you in the face at 6500, and I think he's going to have huh. maybe his biggest game of the year. And uh, Hoyer with Gordon back. You got a lot of other options out there that I'd rather. I, I don't want to go cheap at quarterback on DraftKings because they give the bonuses for 300 yards, so it kind of makes up for the four point touchdowns. Whereas on FanDuel, I don't mind going cheap because it's really tough for a quarterback to compile a lot of points unless they go off. Revenge game for Greg Jennings. Does Jennings get into the end zone uh, via a Teddy Bridgewater pass? What I would recommend everyone to do is look at Jennings' last two games against the Packers. They are disgusting. I think he had a total of like three catches for 35 yards in his past couple meetings there. So I was on the revenge game factor initially until I looked a little bit deeper into his last matchups and uh, it's, it's it's 
pretty disgusting. Uh, hot stock tips in the chat room. The crew here, some of the best minds in the world of high stakes fantasy football. They're like, eh, daily. Give us, give Tommy, have Tommy G give us some hot stock tips for us tonight. <laughs> so, well, you know, you know me right now. I'm worried about this market. So, I mean, we had the 10% drop in October, which mirrors the 10% drop that we had in August of 2007. Um, if anyone has capabilities to look at any stock charts, if you look at the last three crashes in the stock market. Um, they've all happened at about the five-and-a-half-year mark. The Great Depression happened after a 65-month run-up, 300%. 2000 crash happened with a 65% run-up, 250%. And the 2008 crash happened after a 64-month run-up. And we're at like the 67, 68-month mark right now. Right there. So, yeah, we're right there, plus the market's up, believe it or not, 205% in the last five-and-a-half years. So the market average is about 7% a year. It's up 20 um, this is all correction. money printing right now. Yeah, it's just the Fed pumping money in and what usually happens at these times. I, I actually pulled all my long-term investments out around July, August, um, just because you, you knew some chaos was going to start hitting. So I wouldn't be too aggressive long-term right now. Um, you got stocks like Alibaba and Apple, which are obviously showing a lot of strength right now. But I'd really be getting ready to kind of pull some stuff out of that portfolio and, uh, and get ready for, for a very ugly 2015. It's over. Mikey, he, 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 Mikey, he's basically telling you to invest in whiskey and cigarettes, okay? We're going to take a call from the 410. I don't, I don't like whiskey, but I do like cigarettes. <laughs> you like Pabst. I like rhythm, both. Dude. So. 410, you're, on the, you're on the air both. on Red vs. Blue uh, with Tommy G. 410, you're on the air. Oh, hey. What's going on? Hey, hey, how, you on? how you doing? Speak up. Let's do it. Got you, man. Quick question. I just got this random trade sent to me. Um, I got offered LaShawn McCoy, Robinson, and Ingram for Jeremy Macklin, Arian Foster, and Devontae Adams. I'm currently in first place in my league, and uh, just to know what you felt about Foster going forward. Tommy G. I'd be worried. I'd, I'd be a little worried about Adams more than anything. Um, Devontae Adams hasn't been seeing the field as enough. We actually, uh, scout.com, we have the Green Bay beat writer. Um, actually, field reporter that came on our show last week, and he was talking about how Green Bay is moving into a lot more two tight end sets. So, you're giving away. Who were the three guys you're giving away again? Was it Denard? Oh no, no, no! It's the other way around. I'm giving away Macklin, Foster, and Adams to pick up McCoy. Oh Robinson, yeah, no, yeah, Ingram. I do that. Yeah, I do yeah, that. I like the, yeah, I like the other three in the table. Yes, I would definitely do that because you also have the injury concerns with Foster, and even if he's healthy. I really can't see any way that coming down a stretch they don't start to work Alfred Blue and more with how well he's played. So I don't see them grinding Foster into the ground. They made the mistake all year. So I see his carries coming down a little bit. He's not. He's still going to get 20 carries, but I don't see. We'll think, I don't think we'll see the 27, 30 carry games much anymore. Four one zero. Thanks for calling Red versus Blue. We got to let you go. We appreciate that. And Tommy, uh, th- we just ran out of time, man. We got to get you back on here to do this again. We didn't even get loose. We didn't get the drinks going. We 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 didn't even get the buzzometer. Did we get the buzzometer, Mike? No. Man, I hate I hate that. Yeah. I'll tell you what, Tommy, uh before Scott lets you go, uh appreciate you, man. Good talking to you and uh love your insight, brother. Yeah, I love you too, bro. Great virtually meeting you and I listen to the pods with you guys. You guys are awesome. You cracked me up. So next you know, I can't even say hello in fifteen, twenty minutes. So next time we might have to do it. <laughs> Do a longer hey, one. Last thing, the last thing I'll throw out there is I'm actually fading Josh Gordon this week. So okay. it's going to be a little that's, bit. That's, All right. All right. That's what we wanted from Tommy, a fade of Josh Gordon right at the buzzer, Mike. Uh, look, it's a great week. Everybody in the Rota Bowl and the Fantasy Football World Championship, good luck. Battle for Atlantis. Get your ticket this week. We'll see you down there. And uh, the Fantasy Millionaire, it's, it's, it's your chance to, 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 to take the million. It's, it's all you got. Mikey, we'll see you next week, buddy. You've been listening to Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. With your hosts, Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Please join us next time.